Good morning, and it is time to wake up and be wealthy. And we're going to talk about a topic today with an amazing guest that I am super passionate about because women, especially mothers, going through mental health challenges really is inevitable. Like there's just so much thrown at you and there's little to no support for moms postpartum. And so Amy, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I like snatched Amy up and I was like, we need to come on because (laughs) you are such an expert and you can help change so many lives. And you started your own practice, which I'm so proud of you as a women-owned business. So tell us more about like who you are, what you do, and then we can like talk about this topic of mental health. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been a big fan of yours for a while, so it's an honor. Um, Yeah, so my name is Amy Everhart. I'm a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I've been working a couple of years in the outpatient realm, seeing a variety of, of diagnoses and patients and really have found my groove in, in how I want to treat uh, in general and have really become just all about women's mental health and maternal mental health. I have three kiddos myself. And after my third, I've struggled a little bit. Three kids is a lot of kids. <laughs> and um, just really leaned into the fact that the, the support is really lacking. And it's really a patient population that I am really excited to serve and be an expert in because we don't always, always get the specialists inside of the the specialty. And, you know, when I say maternal mental health, I mean, from pregnancy, postpartum, and even into when our kids are older, and we're managing the day to days and watching them grow and, and all the things that even though the baby stage is done, we're still struggling with XYZ ourselves, because maybe we don't have time for ourselves. So, so yeah, so maternal mental health, it is women's mental health. It is. And as women, we face, you know, so many challenges in general with our, our mental health. So hopefully I'll be able to, to bridge the gap um, for moms and, and women in general to, to get the help they need, make it accessible and um, to actually see, see results, long, long lasting results. I love that. And I think like getting mental health support is like the best act of self-care that you can do for yourself. And Absolutely. it's not always easy. So like, what are some of the early signs of mental health challenges like that we can be aware of? Mm-hmm. I think for moms, one of the biggest things that I see in clinical practice is it starts with, I just don't feel like myself. And whether mm-hmm. that is, you know, even before kids or maybe after your first kid or after your second kid, I just don't feel like myself. And maybe a mom tries to push through it a little bit, tries to do a couple things but it's still just, she's not functioning or momming or treating her kids the way that she wants to. So I would say that's, while not a symptom, it's a big indicator of day by day. I don't feel like myself, whether that is I'm more tired, I'm eating more, I'm eating less, I'm sad, I'm crying. Some of it's physical anxiety presents as stomach ache or my heart's beating fast all the time. I'm worried a lot that sort of, of thing. Those are, I would say probably the initial indicators. It's our, our check engine lights are going off. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like that check engine light is like a quiet, soft warning. And then eventually if you don't address it, the car could break down, right. And you're calling yes. AAA. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I love that. Yes. Yeah. 
When I think really being in, in like in tuned and connected with yourself, you, you can feel those like, man, I just don't feel like myself. And for me, my biggest challenge was the sleep deprivation. Like even with a six month old, like it's still happening, not as much, but you not getting enough sleep is like, it's huge. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. I feel for all moms that have like young babies and like, it's just so challenging. So once we notice the symptoms and we're like, okay, check engine light is on. What would you recommend that we do next? Depends on the person really and your comfortable comfortability level. Some of us okay. have you know, like a primary doctor we could maybe talk to first. Some of us have family that we could lean on and, and get some support. As far as the medical community, I feel like all moms should have a therapist. I have to be honest with you. I have a therapist. All my friends have therapists, especially after after the pandemic, not even just being a mom, after the trauma, the pandemic that we all went through. Therapy is humongous and you good resources are psychology today. If somebody is looking for a therapist, they have um, plenty, so many therapists. They should not be without work. They should all be working and busy and just like busting at the seams with with clients. Therapy is great. Even if it's just talking to a neutral party is really just can make you feel feel so much Mm -hmm. better. Um, That's not specifically my expertise. While I do offer, I say I do medication management, integrative approaches with a side of therapy. I always suggest my my patients have a therapist. So that would probably be top number one thing, even to just get somebody else's outside looking in on, on why you don't maybe feel like yourself or why you're a little bit more sad or why you're anxious. Yeah. I do. If it's something a little bit more serious, no, we do have to say if a mom is really postpartum is really bad and we're having like, thoughts of hurting ourselves or our baby or anything like that. Obviously we need to act a little bit faster and go to the emergency room and, and that sort of thing. But when we're talking about just a little bit more mild symptoms of maybe I just don't feel like myself or, you know, I'm irritable, I'm anxious, all the overwhelm that, that we feel as moms, I think that would probably be, be a good place to start. Um, yeah. And a lot of times therapists can give you good insight of what's going on or a PCP. Like, do you need medication management? Would you benefit from, from medication seeing somebody like me or, or can you push through with, which is therapy and man, the medication debate, right? The medication talk. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to break that up. I love a hot topic. I was like, let's get into it. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I mean, I will be the first to say medications are fantastic. They do what they need to do when they need to be done. But the, you know, they're also not everything. And my approach is let's use a little bit of medication when we need to. And if somebody's coming to me, they likely need to be doing that. Yeah. So that we can get you feeling more like yourself, more able to be more res- responsive to maybe some other ideas and tricks that I have up my sleeve as far as as integrative approaches, which isn't as talked about in the world of of psychiatry. You know, like can we maximize vitamins? Can we look at what we're eating? Mm. Can we move our bodies a little bit more? Can we do the things that we know that we should do with kind of an accountability partner as in a, in our mental health nurse practitioner? <laughs> um, I love this, Amy. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. That is, that is a really unique way of looking at it because I agree with you. Like when I was sleep deprived and like deep into my postpartum, like depression and anxiety, I didn't want to work out. Like 
Mm-hmm. And so the medication could absolutely support that of like, okay, now I'm feeling better. Like now I'm feeling more like myself. Yeah. All right, let's, let's pair it with some practical things too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're amazing. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think, you know, we need to be taking care of our ourselves, you know, I'm all about wellness and, and health and, but sometimes in order to do that, we do need like a little help. We need a little boost. Yeah. And, and it's okay. Like, and it's always a personal choice. Like mm-hmm. I remember with baby number one, I was like so anxious about giving birth. And I remember my husband being like, if you want medicine, it's okay. But like, yeah. I had all of these people on social media and be like, you know, yeah. epidurals are bad. Right. Like, and so you yeah. can like all that conditioning can start to like creep in of like, Oh, am I like, am I bad to do that? Like, is that going to like hurt me or my baby? And it's like, Mm -hmm. when I actually like decided what was best for me and I felt so more empowered and, and it's okay. Like it's, it's more than okay. So so I could not do without an epidural. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) didn't even try. (laughs) And it's like, when you come from the space of like listening to your own voice, which is not always easy when you're going through mental health challenges, but you know, having a space where you can talk about your options with, you know, a medical provider can be really powerful. And then, you know, decide, you know, what is, what you think is best for you. Um, and so I want to flip it a little bit of like, when we see other people going through mental health challenges, how can we, I feel like sometimes people get really awkward, (laughs) um, when this happens and they mean well, but they don't necessarily know the best way to support that person, whether they know that they're going through them or not. Like, how can we best support people that potentially are going through mental health challenges? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we can, you know, obviously just be there because everyone's going to have a different level of wanting to disclose what they're, what they're going through or, you know, just seeing them like, Hey, I see you. I see what you're going through. Even if you don't want to share it with me, I see it and and I'm in it with you. And I think moms need other moms for sure to sit and have a cup of coffee with and, and just vent. There's nothing like a good old vent session or a nice, yeah. uh, nice mimosa or two on a Sunday morning. And, and I think that that's the best that we can do for others that might be struggling is to just be present, put our phones down, listen to what they're saying if they want to share, but never push, never pry. Let just yeah. know that, yeah. that you're, you're available if somebody needs a shoulder to, to mm-hmm. lean on or cry on or, or any of the above. Um, and I think as moms, we don't want to burden other people with our problems. So we end up holding it, it close to the chest. And that's where maybe the therapy comes into play or just really thinking about who's your top, top quality girlfriends that you can, can lean in. I know I feel so much better after just like an, a dinner with girlfriends. I'm like, oh, all my problems are solved. <laughs> right. Like I'm re-energized. It's kind of like my space top 10. Like who's yeah. on your top 10 list? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got this now. I was broken before dinner, but now I'm fixed. Now yeah. I've got carbs and girlfriends. <laughs> I can conquer the world. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, it's, because a lot of times as moms, even if we don't have young kids, we can feel alone. Like it can get really monotonous of like, wake up, get kids ready, get them out the door, you know, get to work, do work things, go home, yes. make, make dinner, do laundry. Like, and it's just like, it can start to feel like Groundhog's Day, even if you like what you're doing, mm-hmm. but like shaking it up the energy with like a girlfriend can like, absolutely like 
10 extra energy and make it feel just so good. Yeah. And especially nowadays with the post COVID world we're living in with people being remote, we are getting even less human interaction than we ever have before. So it's making people feel even more isolated, you know, moms, dads, everybody just even more isolated. So that human connection is more powerful and more important than ever to nurture those relationships, you know, and if it's something that we need to have conversations with our significant others about, like, this is important to me. I need this happy wife, happy life. Hello. Um, (laughs) You know, we need to make sure that we honor those, those needs and do what, what we need to do. Even if that means, sorry, here's three kids for the night. I'll be back. Um, Right. Really encourage mom to moms to lean into those relationships because man, they'll light you up and they'll keep you on fire for a few days. (laughs) Yes. Well, and the mom guilt is so real to like take to have the courage to do what you just said of like, here's all the kids. Right. And I'm going to go. It's so hard for us. Why is that? Like, why, why? (laughs) I know just how we're wired. It's just that maternal feeling in our gut. I think I actually left my kids last week. I went away for three nights. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my whole entire life. Probably my youngest is 16 months old. Speaking of sleep, he's still not sleeping the best, but that's oh gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was hard. It was really hard, but I came back and I felt like, you know what? We all survived Yeah. and we are all better for it. Yes. And that was an exception that doesn't happen that often, but the guilt, man, the guilt has got to go. Maybe in 2024, we can be less, less mom guilt. <laughs> right. But it's you have it's a medicine a, for that. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll invent one. <laughs> yes, please. Here, this cures all of your mom guilt. You'll yeah. never have it again. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because it doesn't serve us. And no. it does not serve us at all. Our children are fine. They're thriving. And as long as we have caregivers that will keep them safe and alive, we should not feel guilty for taking some time for ourselves, whether it's dinner or a therapy session. Yes. I love that. Well, and with virtual therapy, it like we were talking before we started the episode, like it does make it so much more convenient for a mom to fit it in, to have less mom guilt, get yes. the support that she needs, which I love. And you, su- you provide that too. Um, so as our kids grow, they're probably going to go through some mental health challenges themselves as moms. When we see those signs in our children, like what's some advice that you would give us to just like put in our back pocket? For our kiddos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say definitely keep your eyes on them. Keep the cell phones away as long as you can. (laughs) It's having such an impact and especially social media. Definitely. I saw, I don't know if you've heard of that thing. It's like save it for eighth or something about eighth grade with phones or social media or something. Um, But definitely keep that away from them. It is adults are struggling enough with that sort of thing. I'm even guilty of it myself sometimes. Um, So keep them away from that. Keep your eyes on them. Keep close with their pediatrician if you feel like they are struggling enough to say something. There's, you know, therapists for kids and kids are dealing with a lot of emotions coming out of the pandemic as well, especially the ones that, you know, the teens, the preteens that were, are old enough, aware enough to realize what really happened or to not really completely understand it. So I would say, and, and never feel like it's a reflection on you, right? No matter what your kids are, are going through, just support them in the way that feels good to your family. Shut out the noise, shut out the, you know, the in, Instagram perfect moms and the Pinterest houses 
and and just do what feels good for your family because at the end of the day that's that's what matters family is everything yes i love that so much and a lot of times ourselves and our kids they just want to be seen like like you talked about earlier i see you i'm here for you like love on them and that alone can be like the best first step so yeah and not try like i think as moms sometimes we're like let me let me fix it right like and sometimes it doesn't need to be fixed like they just need emotional regulation and support um yeah and we can and provide that so my oldest is 11 she mm-hmm. is going into middle school in the fall which makes my stomach hurt a little bit um but yeah i've been i've always fixed everything right like she's got a problem i fix it and i'm learning as she's a preteen a very preteen um that I can't always fix it and I shouldn't. And she's had in fifth grade, man, fifth grade friend drama. It is intense. I don't remember being in fifth grade. No. Oh, yes. But, and I I just had to step back. Like she would be crying about somebody that said this or that. And it's hard not to just, what's their mom's number? Let me talk to the mom, you know, and just be like, you have to fix it. And I think giving them that responsibility and autonomy to, to fix their own problems earlier in life will set them up to be successful adults that can continue to fix their own problems. Yes. Not codependent. Like mm-hmm. that's huge. Mm-hmm. And like a good reminder of like, okay, like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. Yes. It can be painful though. Cause you're like, yes. Oh, I yes. know how to like fix this or I want to. So yes. not always easy, but like, yes, have the long-term goal in mind for sure. I love that. Um, And when it comes to like, I think dads get overlooked too. So I do want to like make sure we acknowledge them on the, the, the podcast today. Like dads go through their own things too. So like, and there, I feel like in this world, it's like men are told to just suck it up. Right. Mm -hmm. But they could be like so much internally going on and not be saying it. How would you support like, uh, a partner that may be experiencing mental health, but may not be telling you. Yeah. And I think as, you know, partners and wives, we can sense something's not right, you know? So just yeah, having yeah. as open a conversation as you can with them because uh, paternal postpartum depression, anxiety is a thing. It yes. does exist. Um, even though they don't go through all of the hormones and the births and stuff, they're, they're right there in it. And, and it can happen. And it does happen. And just acknowledging like they might not feel like themselves either. And how can you sit with them and best support them and offer offer guidance? And if all else fails, pull up psychology today and find them a therapist and make them employment and let them go. <laughs> but but yeah, and just to you know acknowledge that they're they're important too and their needs are important. And if if he needs to go golfing with his friends, that needs to be a, a priority as much as the girls' nights in the the brunches and, and what we do for ourselves as, as moms. Um, because yeah, they're not always as good as expressing that they don't necessarily feel like themselves and they might not, not even notice it until we pointed out some too, I think. So yeah, they, that just, it matters as much to keep the whole household afloat. Yeah. When everyone's energy bounces off each other. So like if, you know, both, like all, everyone in the house is feeling great. A lot of the times, it can just, it can just feel so much better than like somebody being out of alignment and, mm-hmm. and we don't know like what or why or any of those things. So it's like, let's fill up everyone's cup. Everyone gets to win, including yeah. mom. And, yes. and that does impact the kids. Like it really does oh, when yeah. they 
when the, and I also think it teaches them long-term, like going back to the long-term, if they see mom on a therapy session or crying, like I don't hide my emotions from my kids. Like, you know, I'm mindful of it, but I, I want to see, I want them to see all the different types of emotions and how I'm navigating them and explain it to them because then it doesn't feel shameful. It's like, we all have all different emotions and this is how we can navigate them together. Yes, absolutely. It's important for them to, to see that. And, you know, like you said, you know, maybe not all the things, they're just little kids. They don't worry about adult things, but, but know that it's normal and that we can, can feel things. And then also to show them how to take care of ourselves. I mean, my kids know if, if mommy is working out, probably should just like leave her alone until she's done. <laughs> it's the, those are boundaries. Those are healthy boundaries though, right? Like mom's going to work out and then we'll like do an activity. Like every, again, everyone gets to win. Yeah. And I think as moms, we think we don't, I don't have time. I don't have time. But you don't have time to not have time. If that makes sense. You have yeah. got to do things that fill up your cup so that you're not just a, sh- a shell of yourself. And I've spent time in that place, a shell of myself. And I'm just hoping to be someone that I could have used as a mom over the past 11 years, if that if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because the, they're just, the sport's not there. No. It's really not. Yeah, I remember with my first child going to the doctor's appointment and just checking a box if I was suicidal. <laughs> that was it. There was no conversation. It was just, on a form yeah. and I was just blown away. Like yeah. I was like, that that's it. Yes. Like yeah. that, that's it. Like I've been told all about this postpartum stuff. And like yeah. that's the follow-up care that we have in place. Definitely. Like, yeah. And a mom's not gonna check that box. Like no. even if she if is. She, yeah. 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 And if she is gonna check that box, she's probably already showing some signs and already, you know, maybe in a little bit higher level of, of care. Right. <laughs> Right. And it's just like, we can do better. And I'm so freaking grateful that you are here because you're why we're going to do better. Like you're so passionate about this topic and this population of people. And that is going to change so many lives. Like, no, it really is. Like, I know so. So how can people get a hold of you? I know we've got your link that we'll put in the show notes, but like, how can they work with you? Yeah. So I, right now I am taking some major insurances. So I'll, I take right now Aetna, Cigna, United Healthcare, Anthem, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Oxford, Oscar, and then Optum falls falls under that umbrella typically. So those are the ones I take. And then I can be reached on psychology today, search in my name, Amy Everhart, find me, call me, leave me a voicemail or email me. And, and I typically get back, um, it's nice sometimes to have a conversation for some patients like that, or some patients like to just click on my website and find a time to schedule and they can do that as well. So it's super easy. And I'm, I, right now I can currently get people in pretty quickly, um, which is nice too, because the access to mental health care is, is hard. You know, people talk about waiting months and months to get in for care. Um, and I'm hoping to, to change that as well. Yes, for sure. If they don't have that insurance, do you take uh, self-pay? Yes. yes. Okay. Some, yep. Sometimes people don't. So yeah. Yes, <laughs> okay. I do. Yep. Cool. Uh, yeah, which is nice. So I have a few insurance insurance yeah. payers and then the ability to, of course, see me, see me otherwise. So, and it's, like I said earlier, virtual, 
I work with you know patients to fit into their day when work when works best. I typically am seeing patients Monday through Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, depending on on childcare and and what's going on. And I think as kids go back to school and moms come out of the summer, you know, I'll definitely be there if if they realize, oh crap, I just spent the whole summer running around with them. What am I going to do for myself now? Or what do I need now? Or maybe somebody's on medication and you know they want another opinion or you know. OBs are great. They're fantastic. They start, you know, postpartum, you know, medication, but then maybe following up with somebody like me who has a little bit of time to, to get to know you and, and find what your goals are and what you need um, as far as the medications, or if you're interested in talking about integrative of means or getting some labs drawn, you know, to make sure that nothing else is going on under the surface, because I never want to put a bandaid on it. For long right. term, you know, if something else is going on medically, we want to figure out what is happening so that we can treat the problem versus just the the, the symptoms um, of that. I love that. You're awesome. Like, truly, <laughs> like, I can't say that enough. I, I knew I was so excited to have you on because you're just a breath of fresh air. And this is just so incredibly needed. And like, there's nothing bad that can happen from like booking a session with you. Like just getting that support being seen and heard, like can already make you feel better before like anything really happens. Mm -hmm. And like just having that private space can just be life changing. So uh, we'll make sure that your link is in the show notes and just like one last piece of advice that you would give to a mom, like just what has ever like served you the best. Um, Sleep when you can. (laughs) uh move your body love that drink your water but you know the the good old cliche of of just do something for you every day even if it's five minutes even if it's just you know sitting aside closing your eyes put your phones down and just just be be present because I think when it comes to being a mom a lot of it is overstimulation that leads to some of these symptoms and some of the agitation and overwhelm and yeah, we're overstimulated. We are no good for anybody. So just stepping out of that overstimulation for at least a few minutes a day and maybe taking a break after your nine to five, before you go to your five to nine at home. Um, I saw something on Instagram that was talking about a mom's five to nine after their nine to five. And I was like, yes, that is it. That is what we're doing after five, you know? So just breathe and, and, just step out of that overstimulation as much as, as you can. I love that. And it, it, it like goes even past the nine o'clock, right? Like, I know because yeah, for, especially if you're somebody, yeah. or you stay up too late, you're like watching something. I'm just going to watch five more minutes. Next thing you know, it's yeah. you know, for three episodes. <laughs> well, so grateful to have you on the podcast today. And I just can't wait to, you know, just, hear all of your updates of all the lives that you're changing. So yes, you're amazing. You I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All righty. Connect with Amy and book a call with her. You will not regret it. All right. Make it a great day.